the Mortal Yogi Podcast with me, Dougal Meacham. Ahmed Alasar, welcome to the Mortal Yogi Podcast. It's fantastic to have you. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. It's wonderful to be here, Dougal. Thank you. How's it going? Oh, man, I'm blessed. So where, nice. where are we sitting? We're sitting in the middle <laughs> of California, the land of Medicine Buddha. Beautiful, beautiful place. We're sitting out here in our summer wear and uh, I've just met you and I you are a super fascinating person um, I'm here f to have you explain the mysterious fantabulous world of Kundalini Yoga um, which uh, is a mystery to me and so many people that I get into in the yoga world um, but first tell us a little bit about yourself um, I should say fine ladies and gentlemen that he's dressed Ala Kundalini this evening in uh, <laughs> pure white uh, get up and he's 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 working it. <laughs> yeah, so he's well. he's playing he's playing the role. But tell me a little That's bit right. about yourself. So you're, you yeah. have a cool background. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, again, it's wonderful to be here. So appreciate you inviting me to be on. Um, yeah, my background, you know, I was um, born and raised in north carolina in the southeast of the united states yeah you don't talk like that though huh? yep yep but that's uh i can bring that southern <laughs> accent out on demand <laughs> i may and, ask you uh, to do that yeah i'll be happy to people get a kick out of it and uh and i like to have fun with it so yeah and my parents are both egyptian and mm -hmm. um, yeah so i was born and raised in north carolina and then you know i you know did my thing went to college did the whole um, pursuing the American dream. Oh, yeah? I went after, yeah, I found a, a nice job working for a, a well-known corporation mm -hmm. in, uh, in my hometown after I graduated from college with a business management degree. Wow. Yeah. And I did that for a few years, and I kind of got bored and was ready for something a little more spicy a little bit more exotic <laughs> you know <laughs> and um so a friend of mine from college was living in the south of france and uh i decided to go visit him on holiday mm -hmm. and he was like you know my roommate's leaving at the end of the year and if you want to come live in the south of France, you know, you're welcome to be my roommate. Oh my God. And you said, no, not doing that. I'm going to yeah, stay with like, my corporate sounds, job. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, wow, that's a really amazing opportunity because I was fortunate, you know, being um, born to Egyptian parents, we would go back to Egypt on a regular basis as a kid. You know, my little sister and I, with my mom, mainly during the summers, and we would stop somewhere in Europe typically on the way there. And mm -hmm. so I had this early exposure to different cultures and it was really cool. And so I, you know, those experiences stayed with me as I continued to, to grow up. And it's so nice having exposure to different cultures. I mean, that's my childhood in a, in a bucket. Yeah, yeah, amazing. So you, you went you went to Egypt regularly yeah, as a kid? Every few years, not, okay. uh, not every year, but mm -hmm. we went uh, fairly regularly every How's few years. How's the old Arabic? Oh, you can get by? My Arabic is uh, mish halwa. It's mish not halwa. that great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that means it's not It's not great. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay? <laughs> you know, Do you have a good American accent in, in oh Arabic? Oh my God, it's so funny because when I walk down the street in Cairo, when I go visit, everybody, like I blend in, you know, my, totally. my parents are Egyptian, you know, yeah. I look very Egyptian. And then I open my mouth and with, and then they're just like, oh, he's not from here. <laughs> <laughs> now to give you a, a, to give you a visual, and I don't know, I haven't talked to this, but you know, I'm a big soccer fan uh -huh. and my favorite team is yeah. Liverpool. Oh yeah. And their star, star player is Mohamed Salah. Yeah, Mo And Salah. he has a scary resemblance to Mohamed Salah with the frizzy locks. He does, he has got yeah. a big beard, yeah. which Mohamed Salah kind of sports sometimes, yeah. but it's a good look. Yeah, thanks, it's a good I look. appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. and I've, I've heard that recently from a few soccer fans or football fans, you know, that uh, I remind people of Masala. He's brought Egypt like, on wow, the map. He's yeah. one of the best soccer players in the world. So, um, yeah, it's nice nice to be compared to him. He's At least, you know, I wish I had those skills too. <laughs> wow, yeah, but you got you, you got you, you got the yoga. Yeah, You got absolutely. the yoga. So, you, so you're going to Egypt every couple of years. How, what does that do to, to a, a boy growing up? Yeah, oh, man, it really... You know, how 
is you, how you, is Egypt? You've seen it change. Oh, it's changed dramatically. And you, you know, you're someone who uh, can appreciate cultural differences and diversity, you know, from what I know of your background. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's fascinating to see how, you know, people talk about, oh, it's just a different culture. It's a different life. I mean, it, it blows your mind when you come from the Western world and mm. you go to Cairo and just see, you know, it's... Um, it's like organized chaos. You know? It's you know, <laughs> this is 16 million people in Cairo, uh, lots of traffic, uh, seemingly uh, chaotically moving around, but there is, it flows. Mm. You know? But to the foreign eye or to the Western eye, it doesn't make sense. We like know? order. We like yeah, squares. Exactly. We like straight lines and blocks and exactly. neighborhoods. So it was really helpful to me to see and to kind of learn where I came from and um, you know, to, to see my roots and to see and appreciate other ways of life, even though I was accustomed to the uh, structure and order of, mm. you know, living and growing up in the United States, to see that chaos, but how it actually still functioned and people, you know, uh, made it work. We can, was, we can yeah. survive without controlling everything. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah. And, and then really, so that that's um, why I left my corporate gig and went to live in the south of France to just get some exposure because I had traveled um, and got to experience a little taste here and there of different cultures and my trips to Egypt were you know maybe a month long mm -hmm. sometimes a few weeks depending if we went in the winter or the summer and I had an opportunity to live in the south of France for just shy of a year and mm -hmm. you know and that was that was great and uh, <clears throat> then I came back to the states and decided to pursue the American dream even further. Oh, and wow. Yeah, I got my MBA in international business and um, kind of switched gears a little bit from speaking French and studying French. I uh, decided to focus on Spanish-speaking countries and learn to nice. speak Spanish fluently and yeah. did an internship in Buenos Aires, Argentina and got to live with a family during a study abroad period of my MBA program for a couple of months in Guadalajara, Mexico. So you got a bit of the travel bug, huh? Oh, I, it's yeah? I've been bitten, yes, yeah? yes. Bitten bad. Bitten bad. I still have the travel bug. and. Uh, and I love it because uh, for all the reasons that I already mentioned. And that you took know, you, and that you took you into your career, which we've talked a little bit about. Yeah. And you ended up managing sales around the world. Exactly. And yeah. and now this kind of, from what I know, I mean, this it so happens happened to me. It's happened to. You know, it's drugs or alcohol or workaholism or marriage or something just finds a switch and you have your own unique story and so you you go through um you get to very senior in yeah. in uh electronics uh products exactly. um sales but then something goes i'm not having it anymore yeah you know i got to that point where i just started to wake up and i didn't have the passion mm. for what i was doing um with you know and when you're in a career, uh, in air quotes here, um, you know, that's something that you spend most of your waking hours doing. Mm. And I was no longer motivated uh, based on things shifted. Mm. You know, I was doing, I was getting paid to travel the world. I was living my Sounds dream. Sounds amazing. That's what I wanted to do. And I was able to do it. And uh, I felt so honored and blessed. And, but then um, through a series of mergers and acquisitions my company company that I was working for got bought out a few times and and I was relegated to working in a non-international role mm. and it just was no longer Didn't exciting fry your chicken yeah yeah so so yeah kind of feeling a little bit disillusioned it uh, it took me a while mm. it took me a few years four mm. years actually of being a little discontented mm. and starting to kind of lose my um, excitement to wake up in the morning and to mm. find my uh, you know my purpose in life like the Japanese saying I don't know maybe you've heard of it that you're I think it's the ikigai ikigai you know, right yeah yeah you know like your passion or your reason for waking up your ikigai right yeah. that's a good book yeah, yeah. and I lost it, so I decided I had to walk away. I had to walk away from the big salary. I had to walk away so from you dropped the, the comfort you, of you working from all? home and traveling. Walked away from it, 
and I'm so... Where did you go? What did you do? Yeah, I traveled. You traveled? <laughs> this is such a yeah. good proto-yogi story already. Yeah, I traveled. Yeah, I did more reconnecting with my roots. I spent <laughs> a couple months, three months in Egypt, and then uh, uh, South Africa mm -hmm. was part of my trip. I got to cross a couple of things off of my bucket list. Oh, yeah? Down in South Africa. Which was the big thing in South Africa? There are two. Oh, yeah? Uh, cage diving with great white sharks. Oh, yeah, that was exhilarating and uh, bone-chilling water temperatures. Um, mm -hmm. And then I uh, did a wildlife safari. I've yes. heard they're amazing Yeah, I got animals. to see four of the big five up close and personal, mm -hmm. you know, open free range, you know, game reserve, just stunning. Beautiful. But even this is the fascinating thing, and you hear this so much. So you, you work yourself into the ground, mm -hmm. and then you play yourself right. up into the sky. Right. What happens? How, how? What's your experience of that? So you, you're having a great time. This sounds like a, something which you could go on for a couple of lifetimes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I felt like the calling to, to come back and uh, put some roots down, mm -hmm. and you know, and and I was uh, I was married at the time, mm. you know, and so um, I was enjoying that time with um, my my then wife, and and we were ready to come back and you know figure out where we go from here mm -hmm. you know because we both quit our jobs and wow you know went off to have our adventures and when we came back to the states that's when uh, i ended up in los angeles and yeah los angeles is such a you know fascinating city and we chose to live in los angeles because of the cultural diversity you know this ah. is like a reoccurring theme mm -hmm. i love you know i love travel because of that i love seeing how other people live and and also the food <laughs> <laughs> totally totally what's your favorite yeah. what's your favorite uh, dish that you found on your travels do you have one oh. is that what south african Ooh. food like is that is that good uh, yeah there's some good south african foods for sure um but oh but Egyptian this, this food's is very pretty. good with moving, like talking about becoming a yogi. I decided to, I started my path towards uh, becoming a vegan, which I'm no longer, but at a certain portion of my life, I ate just plant based, mm -hmm. um, based on a, you know, a meal that I had in South Africa, just eating some wild game and different types of uh, animals that aren't really common and customary in the West, like ostrich and. Mm. Uh, in springbok and tastes uh, like chicken no 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 they're more like deer deer yeah, very so gamey like okay game. exactly okay. yeah and um and i had just come back from seeing these animals in the wild and, and it just like hit me mm. at that point that i didn't feel comfortable eating i couldn't finish ah. you know the food on my plate and mm -hmm. and i just kind of pushed it away and i was like yeah it made me rethink so you so you're starting to think life, and you're in your 30s by now. Yeah. 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 And and uh, you've got a great. I mean, you don't you don't just go down to your local yoga shop and and start doing stuff. You find yoga, <laughs> oh, which yeah. follows this story on oh, nicely. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it's it's so funny. Thank you for bringing me back to that connection, Egypt. Yeah. When I quit my job and moved to Egypt, <laughs> I found yoga. Yeah. Yeah. That's not your average. Yeah, and it was so story. unexpected. It was mm. so unexpected for me. I didn't, you know, I was very, I'm very athletic, love playing sports. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have the most solid soccer skills, but yeah, uh, basketball is my number one, you know, sport, favorite sport to play. And you're tall, that's perfect, yeah. Yeah, American football. I love it. I love playing sports and love being active. And when I was in Egypt, I was looking for, you know, something to uh, help just release the tension and stress of the day mm. and, and to stay physically fit mm -hmm. as well. And lo and behold, there's a yoga studio around the corner from where we were Crazy. living in Cairo and went in and met a wonderful Canadian guy teaching uh, yoga there. And and it was because he was so charismatic and mm. really warm and welcoming that really drew me in to mm. the practice. And then so I kept coming back. And and what's yoga know. like in uh, Cairo? It's so gr it's growing. It's amazing. It's big. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is. It's big. And every time I go, I've been uh, this year. I'm not going to Egypt, but I was there last year and the year before, and had the good fortune to to teach while I was there. Uh, both of the last two years, and the community just 
keeps growing, getting bigger and bigger. More and more people are interested. More studios are opening, mm. and it's wonderful. People are really looking for a way to deal with, um, you know, the stresses of everyday life in a mm. constructive manner. As yeah. as we all are, yeah. sir. As yeah. we all are. Absolutely. And and are there dominant styles? there or now that have changed are they ashtangis or are they power yogis or are they hot yogis what are they what are people of cairo great question down dog to yeah i think they down dog from my experience there there are certainly some ashtangis mm -hmm. and um i think vinyasa and vinyasa, vinyasa flow is yeah that's the name of the game but they really come out and support the yin yoga and restorative yoga classes that I teach out there. Yeah. As oh, well. you teach yin and restorative out yeah, there. Yeah, I, I do. High five. And yeah, it's great. Nice. And, and they love it and they want more. So, so, yeah. so this is a great story already. We could just talk about, uh, we could just turn this into a travel uh, <laughs> podcast and talk yeah. about food and sport, but, um, that's Let's not why we're here. So you, so the reason I've asked you here is to talk about Kundalini, which yeah. is such a, fascinating form of yoga uh, so i've been in yoga you know since the 90s um qigong tai chi blah 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 blah. then i got into hatha and yin um but it's always been a style which all the way through that time has just been kind of like it's just a little bit over there you yeah, know it's I'm, an outlier it's an outlier <laughs> and you know i've got a couple of my um you know big celebrities like um russell brand mm -hmm. got into kundalini for a while um, there's of course some big superstar Kundalini teachers uh, around the world, which we all kind of, kind of go to. A lot of the big um, yoga singers come out of the Kundalini yeah, tradition and musicians, right. but it never yeah. seems to. It's it's I guess it never seems to like land square in the middle of you know, the Main yoga land. Yoga, no, yoga so it's yeah. so I've, maybe it's I've, the all way. At, it's yeah, uh, the the difficult laundry yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so, but it's so it's um so i've asked you on here to help explain yeah. so can you tell us a little bit about how you got into kundalini and what kind of training you've done as a, as a background yeah as a absolutely. starter i'd love to yeah i have a, a really dear friend of mine uh michelle uh bartolo uh, shout out to her you know she uh, i had done a couple of kundalini classes mm. prior to meeting her but she and i met and um she's a fellow yogi and yoga instructor as well and awesome. she she's like you know i'd really love for you to take this mm. kundalini class with me and i'm like i'm open and you know i like you you're cool i, I trust your <laughs> opinion and so we um start we just made it a running uh reoccurring thing every yeah. tuesday we would nice. meet for this kundalini class in santa monica california and we'd have um, we'd have lunch afterwards, mm -hmm. and and it took me a little while. I mean, I I liked it, and I really liked something that the teacher said. She's like, pay attention to how you feel right now here at the beginning of the class, mm -hmm. and then I want you to notice, you know, and I'm going to ask you again at the end of the class, mm -hmm. and not even just at the end of the class. After each little kriya or yoga set that mm -hmm. we do. We're going to take a little pause and I'm going to have you just see if you feel any different. And she's like, and if you don't feel any different, you know, then maybe this isn't the yoga for you. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was like, wow, that's a pretty bold statement, mm. you know. And I started to really tune in and see how I was feeling. And I was like, yeah, I do feel things shifting and changing. Mm -hmm. And but it still took several classes for it to really, like, you know, going week after week after week um, to where it really was something that I couldn't, I didn't want to live wow. it out. So what, hap what happened? That's, this is fairly early on in your Kundalini days. Yeah. What, what happened? Yeah, so I, I just started to um, see... Well, some of it was the theory behind it, mm -hmm. just being really fascinated about, because we call it, you know, the Kundalini yoga science, you know, mm. and um, yogic science. And I have that kind of mind. I want to understand mm -hmm. why we do certain things totally. and, and how it works in our bodies, in our minds. And um, 
that first teacher she was really great at uh, you know sharing some of the mm. insight behind that and so that kind of piqued my interest um and the thing that kept me coming back to kundalini yoga was um that i actually yeah i felt i felt better and so I, all of us have been to, I think most people listening to this have been to a Kundalini <laughs> class. Yeah. And my experience of it is they can be incredibly varied in what you, yes. what you do. Like if you know, if you go to a vinyasa class, it's down dog, a bit of breathing, then in you go into a, you know, warrior one, warrior yeah. two, reverse your warrior flow. Know what you're you know get. what you're getting into. Yeah. Kundalini always, and still to this day, <laughs> I've been to like, probably a hundred Kundalini classes over my time, but still I'm going in like, I'm not sure what's going right, to happen. Yeah, so yeah. what's, go what's going yeah, on? Well, that's part of the beauty of it, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump. It's a box of chocolates. It's a huge box of chocolates. <laughs> well, but no, I'll, I'll help people understand, hopefully, that there is there is some rhyme and reason to it. I mean, there, it's good stuff. There are four yeah. things that you're definitely going to get mm. in a Kundalini class. Um, there's the yoga, the mm -hmm. yoga of physical movement and mm -hmm. asana, and there's meditation, mm -hmm. there's pranayama, so mm -hmm. we'll work on breathing exercises, and then there's mantra. Mm -hmm. So you'll chant mantras, you'll listen to mantras, and so those are four core elements that are always part of a kundalini class. And oh, another thing that um, that you'll get is just starting to experiment and play around with different mudras. Mm. So mudras for your hands, uh, different eye gazes that you'll do. And I think Kundalini, you know, that's part of the reason I like it is that it's so complex. There's so many things mm. that we're doing Super rich at the tradition, same yeah. time in mm. a pose. So you could, you know, have your eyes closed and focused at the um, uh, at the third eye, uh, right between your eyebrows, and at the same time you're holding, you know, your index finger uh, is gently touching your thumb, mm -hmm. you know, in the Gyan Mudra, and um, and then your pumping your navel, you know, mm -hmm. doing a uh, breath of fire. Mm. And so there's a lot happening and then mantras playing in the background. And so, um, but it's all of this energy that's mm. circulating up. And that's really what we're, Kundalini is all about. Kundalini is that uh, root energy in the lower chakras and we're trying to tap into that energy. And that's the perfect time for me to, you're you're leading us towards it but so if we have on the spectrum from you know kind of gym yoga to right. uh, living in an ashram and going on us <laughs> having a silence vow for 50 years mm. like super spiritual right what it, what are kundalini's um aims and organizing principles if you like mm. what why what is it there to offer uh because yeah, it always seems to it always seems to me i'm not sure i'm clear i'm not sure i'm clear Oh, that, I love that question, Dougal, because, yeah, people don't understand. Kundalini, to me, it's... And, yeah, it, maybe it's, it's, so your, it's your take on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and this is, yeah, I'm sure other people, everybody's going to have their own opinion, but it, it it's all-encompassing. And so I did my teacher training, you know, I've done, um, you know, my level one teacher training. I'm starting... I've already started on my level two courses mm -hmm. in Kundalini, and it can go up to, to level three and beyond where you become a, a teacher trainer okay. yourself. And so that's kind of the progression. And with um, you know the teacher trainings that I've done, um, can so you can do as little with Kundalini as you want, mm -hmm. or you can revolve your whole life around kundalini mm -hmm. and that's what's so fascinating to me and so I, yeah and that's where i started to go with talking about my teacher trainings mm -hmm. so i was you know very fortunate i had some great teachers um who were leading my teacher trainings and one of the things that they say is you know you don't have to change anything in your life mm. just add a little kundalini <laughs> yeah and i love that and, and, sounds know? like a bit of chili sauce yeah yeah <laughs> yeah just a little That's dabble do you know? say, yeah. yeah just spice it up just yeah. a little bit and start to notice what changes and then mm. you know and if there are little things that because you 
you know, where we started uh, or how we kind of got to this point in the conversation was that, yeah, you never know what you're going to get in a mm. Kundalini class. And so you can start to take that diversity of experiences and the different Kriyas. There are thousands of Kriyas that Yogi Bhajan, who, you know. Can you define the word Kriyas for us in yeah, Kundalini Kriya. world? Yeah, it's a, it's a set of exercises, you know. So it's you know, Kriya basically just means it's a complete set. Mm -hmm. And normally that complete set is going to include those four elements that I spoke of early, right. earlier. So yoga movement, um, mantra, meditation, and pranayama. Mm -hmm. And there are different lengths and durations of yoga sets and... Um, in different combinations but they're in their design for different purposes so mm -hmm. there are yoga sets to uh, help overcome jet lag since we've been talking about that's travel. very good i want to know that one yeah absolutely that's a great one and then there are ones to help um you know boost up your energy okay and, um and there are things to help you, um, you know, change the uh, change your daily habits. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you have some habits that you're ready to to move on from and break yeah. away from, there are sets and exercises um, that you can do for that. Mm -hmm. And so you can just take one of these and 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 do it for maybe three minutes every morning. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I like about Kundalini is it's accessible. You don't have to, um, you know, change your whole life to do, uh, to start doing Kundalini. So you need an hour of, you know, arm balances every day. <laughs> yeah, oh, right, right. Exactly. So it can, and that can be done anytime, anywhere. Almost. Yeah, yeah. You can do it anytime, anywhere. For the most part, there's some. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, yeah, you're you're probably not gonna uh, want to do this uh, like ego eradicator on the, on an airplane. <laughs> they might they might escort you off the plane. <laughs> the ego eradicator. That yeah. sounds that sounds intense. <laughs> it's a great one. I like to do it every morning, and it's uh, yeah. You just hold your arms up with the thumbs out. Yeah. And then uh, you sit in an easy cross-legged pose or a kneeling position if yeah. that's what is easy that, that's why it's called easy pose and then you uh, pump the navel mm -hmm. and uh, and do breath of fire with the eyes closed and the gaze is above uh, the crown of the head wow yeah that's gonna light my candle yeah it's amazing and so so it's there is there are there is a there is the the student and there is the Kundalini worldview if you like is yeah. that um <clears throat> are students walking a, a predetermined path is it is it very kind of like uh american university where we all start at freshman and we could all end up being going different ways is it how does how does kundalini see the uh see the see the universe and where we sit in it and our role is it, it's not just getting bigger biceps and stronger stronger navels mm, definitely absolutely you're you're spot on kundalini is about so much more than that and that's why i was saying yeah it can just be you know adding this little three minutes to your morning mm. or you could it's a it has like yeah this worldview and it has tips on every aspect of how you live your life if that's if you want that it's there for you mm. and so yogi bhajan is the yogi uh master who the founder yeah who style. brought kundalini uh from india he's originally from you know what was uh what is now pakistan mm. um and he brought it to the west and he bought he brought it to um the united states and the way that um you know he talks about it we we've transitioned from the um um age of the pisces age to the age of uh aquarius okay or the aquarian age okay and so we are in the aquarian age now and uh yeah i think it was yeah 2012 i need to double check the dates on mm -hmm. on when we transition from the uh piscean age to the aquarian age but it's this is like gets to what you're asking about this is the worldview of kundalini and as things shift from the um piscean age to the age of uh or to the aquarian age we're moving into this age of technology mm -hmm. and this is where it gets really exciting because we have to learn how do we how do we use this technology um 
and I'm speaking of technology like you know the mobile devices computers uh, you know social media technology um, and still um, you know not lose our humanity mm. right how do we stay grounded we're all facing that one yeah, yeah and kundalini has so many great tools to teach you how to embrace both Hmm. So we want to embrace this new technology because it's not going anywhere. But we want to learn how do we use that technology and still, you know, uh, do great things mm -hmm. with it. And Kundalini is about empowerment. That's the other thing That's that I love okay. about Kundalini Yoga. It's about bringing the power from, um, you know, uh, a few minority people. Uh, uh, few people who are in positions of power and realizing that you actually have the power in yourself Within yourself yes mm. and that's really I think the founding message behind Kundalini as you know a way of life because mm. we all look at I mean the uh, the immediate thing which jumps at me from outside of the Kundalini world looking in is 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 the serpent moving up the spine which is mm -hmm. I think probably the thing that most people are if you ask them their top one or two things that's gonna that's that's gonna come up is that related to what you're talking about from an energetic or philosophical perspective am i getting am i in, um, in the ballpark well so yes i mean you it's can, a, you it's can a say you one. can say no <laughs> <laughs> well uh it's a, well it's not such a black and white thing mm. you know so yeah, having the kundalini rising up, the kundalini power from within, riding, rising up. Yeah, it's hmm. the power that you have within you. Um, and people love coming to kundalini. And you know, obviously, we're talking frankly and openly here. You know, they some people who come to kundalini, they've been, you know, everybody has a past. Totally. And so we could do another podcast on that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And so you a lot of people get high doing mm. kundalini yoga mm. and what a beautiful thing that you can get high naturally you know and we do that by raising up that kundalini energy mm. and we do that through those four things i remember through one breath. class i went yeah. to prana it's in probably the, the most intense pranayama yeah. i've yeah. ever done yeah yeah i get that yeah and yeah. so and that's something that um you know is attractive to a lot of people to find that natural high where you just feel amazing and you're not on any foreign no LSD no, no, no CMB no, no no CBD no weed no CBD no Adderall <laughs> nothing yeah, no, no Red Bull no caffeine no mm. and um, and the so clarity that's another big thing you know just finding that clarity in your um, in yourself mm. so that you realize that you can tap into your own kundalini energy you see that serpent spiraling up the spine and then you embrace it and you learn okay how can i use this um you know this energy mm -hmm. that i found to go about my day because uh, the kundalini was um designed for householders meaning people who ah. live a normal life I like see. you and I you mm. know people who you know have to you know get up and and do something in the world they have people to take care of you know parents or children or you know siblings friends and mm -hmm. you know they've got to go and we want to people to continue living their daily lives and to contribute to so that society makes it, that makes it very different from the Brahmin you know the Patabi mm. Joyce's and the BKSA angers of the world mm -hmm. who were Householders, but they were Brahmins right. themselves. And de I mean, BKS Angar's wife died very early on in his age, and he mm. dedicated himself to, mm. and I think probably didn't really understand us mm. common yogis with a mortgage and a car and right. in, a, in, a, in a real life. Is that something? So tell us a little bit about Yogi Bhajan's yeah. um, kind of vision and ideas, if you like, because that sounds already very different. Yeah, it, and that's another thing that it really attracted to me to Kundalini Yoga. The more I started to go, and the more I started to learn about Yogi Bhajan and and um, what he wanted to accomplish when he arrived in the states, mm. it was in the the days of the hippies, you know, at right. the end of the '60s, and yeah. and um, you know, people were on LSD, you know, people yeah. were using drugs because they wanted to 
to not just to get high for getting high to get high mm. they wanted to get high because they wanted to have a, a spiritual experience and he said you know he actually came to the west and he was teaching hatha mm. yoga ah okay and he said i've got to teach them kundalini because you know that's going to help them find that um otherworldly experience without damaging their bodies and minds. Well, I guess they had no true philosophy and framework to their highs and their no. and their experiences. So what he brings to the table is a really rich, diverse, big idea to the human experience. Uh, that's very well said. Yeah, absolutely. And he wanted to give them you know, something that they could rally around, yeah, mm. something that they could um, bring their energy toward because they, they wanted to make a difference in mm. the world. They wanted to do something. They wanted to feel this. Uh, they, they could tell that there was more to life, mm -hmm. you know, and he was able to, to give that gift to them and say, mm. listen, you don't need, um, you know, the LSD and the, and the weed and the other hard drugs to to have that experience mm. and you can do it you know while you're improving your own health you know mm. with the the yoga movement the breathing exercises um the and there's so many cool little things like when we <laughs> talk about the technology and how it's a yogic science mm -hmm. um in kundalini uh, and you you might be able to answer this question for me because I don't know if this is uh, commonly thought of in other um, you know styles of yoga. But in Kundalini, we talk about how when you're when you're born, when the spirit comes in uh, uh, to this humanly bo human body and this uh, life that we have here on Earth, you already have a set number of breaths. I've heard that said. Yes, mm. okay. Mm. And so that's a that's a belief in Kundalini. Mm. And when I do that breath of fire every morning as part of my ego eradicator, um, I do it for three minutes sometimes. When I'm feeling good and I have more time, sometimes I'll do it for 11 minutes. And that three minutes or 11 minutes or whatever the time frame that you do it for, that's mm. considered one breath. Ah. And so it's like you're extending mm -hmm. your life mm -hmm. when you do Kundalini yoga. Mm -hmm. And so that's another cool little tidbit about the technology and how it all works together is, you know, he, Yogi Bhajan came to teach Hatha and mm -hmm. he saw what was happening and, and he wasn't meant to teach Kundalini yoga. It mm. was, you know, supposed to be, it was a secret you know mm. and it was something that was just kept to uh the elite and the upper class and also to the people who had you know gone through the appropriate hurdles mm. you know with their masters you know to um to get approval to move on to the next so he, step he's come to the step. u.s and he's decided to lay this down at the uh at the the average american yeah. very different which was yeah. scandalous mm. yes. back in india yeah he, pakistan yeah 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 and he was um you know, he caught a lot of flack for it, mm -hmm. you know, but what he said is that this will help transform your life much faster than Hatha Yoga. Mm. He said um, that if you were a regular practitioner of Hatha Yoga and you did that for 22 years, mm -hmm. that's the equivalent to being a regular practitioner of Kundalini Yoga for one year. The that's progress now that that's a make. big state that's a big statement yes we're all doing the wrong style <laughs> <laughs> so there's my sales pitch guys get out there and try some kundalini <laughs> yoga <laughs> but yeah i mean it sounds crazy but you get in there and you start to experience it and you're like and it starts to you're like yeah i think and what i see why this so works so looking 20, out 22 times faster because i'm doing all of this stuff at once and it's you know well i guess the average yogi gets in gets on their mat does their yoga walks away and then becomes crazy like everybody else the yeah. rest of the day and then we get back yeah. on the mat would you say that's yeah. um practice off the mat and is it that a big thing and you've already talked about um and I've, we've had i've had other discussions with you things uh, ideas about when to practice yeah. specific times of day yeah um and you've already talked about these little three minute longer things yeah. is that something which is a part of kundalini 
Yeah, so the sadhana is sadhana. a big thing to talk about in Kundalini Yoga. It. Yeah, so the sadhana is uh, your spiritual practice, and mm. that's something that you do. Um, there are two versions of the sadhana. There's a personal sadhana I see. that you do on your own, mm-hmm. and then there's a group sadhana. And there's what you, when before Yogi Bhajan passed from uh, from this life, he uh, set out a structure that's mm-hmm. called the Aquarian sadhana, mm-hmm. and that's meant to be done as a group. Um, and you you can go and you can do it as a group whenever you have the opportunity. And that includes the four building blocks you've mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. Four aspects yeah, of and it also includes there's specific uh, um, songs and mantras mm-hmm. that are that you play in a specific order uh, and that you listen to and you chant along. And then there's a yoga set, and the yoga set you know could vary you know depending on the day and what you what you need. And then you have your your meditation, and uh, within those exercises, you you're getting your pranayama. Mm. Yeah, so it has all the the four elements, and um, but then there's the personal sadhana, and that's really what I want to talk uh, more about because it's the personal sadhana that's really I think made the biggest difference in my life. Okay. And the personal sadhana, ideally, um, you do it in what's called the Amrit Vela, which is the ambrosial hours of you know, 2.30 in the morning uh, until 6 in the morning. Wow. And the reason that it's done around that time, and, you know, most, um, you know, if there's a group sadhana that's being held at a public yoga studio, normally it's offered around 4 in the morning, but not always. Sometimes it's at 2.30. And the reason is the uh, the angle of the sun mm-hmm. is uh, in such a way that the practice that you do the spiritual practice is amplified by 30 i see yeah 30 times more powerful Mm. when you do it during that window Um, but it's not necessary if it doesn't work for your schedule you know because it's difficult it's hard to wake up wake up before 6 (laughs) a.m yeah Yeah. it's hard to wake up and you know do your practice in the, the wee hours of the morning but um when whatever time you do it because you have you have a uh, a 12 midnight to 11:59, mm-hmm. you know, p.m. to mm-hmm. do it. So you have your your, you know, 23 hours and 59 minutes to do your daily sadhana, and mm. it can really be done at any time. But uh, that's the powerful. Th- that's the thing that keeps bringing me back to my. And these are also the four elements, but now a personalized version of these. Yeah, but not everybody has all the four elements. I mean, they. Yeah, for the most part you should, but I'm trying to just think of some examples. Um, Yeah, because you could just do, if you only have, you know, if I say, you know, Dougal, you want to, or you came to me, for Mm -hmm. example, and you're like, Ahmed, you know, I really want to start incorporating more kundalini yoga in Mm. my life, but I only have, you know, seven minutes of my day that's, that's pretty good accurate <laughs> description actually. right yeah, yeah. And a lot of people are like that we live busy lives you know we live lives where we have a lot of uh, commitments mm-hmm. already and it's hard to how can we squeeze in that time mm. and so I, I could tell you okay well you can do you know the breath of fire with the ego eradicator mm-hmm. um for three minutes mm-hmm. and then you could do um Oh, there's a, a lovely one that um, there's a number of them. Obviously, there are thousands. And then I could, you know, say okay. And then you could do Serbang Dundays for three minutes. And Serbang Dunday, um, it's like a, a vinyasa. So it's like I down see. dog, through plank pose mm-hmm. into up dog, but you don't roll over the feet. You okay, keep, keep the, the feet, toes, keep the toes on the ground. Exactly. Okay. And then back to your uh, your down dog, and so you could do that because that's really going to be invigorating. And so with those two, um, you know, you're doing pranayama, mm-hmm. um, you're getting your yoga movement in, and then you could play mantras, um, you know, in the background. But when you're doing the the ego eradicator, you're actually silently chanting I see. a mantra to yourself. But there's no meditation per se in mm-hmm. those two, mm-hmm. so. You don't necessarily have to have all four in your sadhana. Okay. If you can fit it in, great. Mm. But so, and the right. aim here is to this. I guess it's something you must repeat fairly diligently over daily, a fairly ideally. long time. Yeah, and you'll start to see. So, they 
in the teachings, you know, Yogi Bhajan lays out um, different milestones. So mm. you do it every day for 30 days mm. and then every day for 90 days. I see. And then the next milestone, I believe, is I want to say 180. I, I need see. to double check on that. So and then the next one is a thousand. Wow. So this is this <laughs> so is a big I can already years. see why this is yeah. not a popular style like asking people to like commit to a yeah. thousand practices. Well, that's why my 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 main teacher, Hardy <laughs> Jeevan, like what about he's Sundays? Like, How he's about like Easter? forget about the 1000 days. He's like forget about it because he wants to make it accessible and I agree with him. Like mm. you don't need to worry about the 1000 days. Just start. Mm. Yeah, totally. Just start. Just do one day. And then yeah. do the next day. Well, that's, I mean, but there's there's some really beautiful aspects I can hear. See, because so, so many people like come to my trainings or they come to my classes and you yeah. see them six months later. How's it going? Yeah. Oh, it fell apart. Yeah. I didn't, my, this happened yeah. and that happened and my dog died and yeah. whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but this sounds like cause all, do, uh, people keep in balances and other checks and balance systems. Do you have support systems? Yeah. Um, which helps or yeah there are great there's so many great communities mm. out there and that's another thing we call it the the sangat mm. in um in kundalini and yeah you're you know that's a yoga or sanskrit term you know yeah we can sangha yeah yeah exactly yeah. and yeah. where we come together as community and that's a, that's a big part in my you know again outside looking in that seems yeah. to be a large part of kundalini yeah it's something that i really enjoy about kundalini is the support of community and people who um you know yeah you could ha it's like having an accountability partner mm. or an accountability buddy mm. as i like to to call it mm. and because you want to it feels good to show up on your mat every day uh or well, yeah, I was going to say show up on your mat or your sheepskin because ah. sheepskin, there's another thing that that people are probably curious about. Why are, why do we use sheepskin? I, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, I we, we lay down a sheepskin because Yogi Bhajan said it helps protect you from the electromagnetic ah. field, ground you from the electromagnetic field of the earth. And so that's uh, one of the so reasons it's the, why it's I the use the sheepskin. It's the skin with with the, the with the wool on top yeah with the wool on top oh, i'm a scottish yogi we can yeah. make these yeah, <laughs> yeah. we, we, we right, have well, these on demand yeah, yeah we're gonna have uh, another business opportunity <laughs> I for, think so. yeah, they're <laughs> beautiful we yeah. can partner in. they are beautiful and um and yeah and so when you show up every day on mm. your sheepskin on your yoga mat whatever the case may be um you start to feel good about the discipline that you're building and that's another thing that mm. maybe scares people away from kundalini is that it requires some discipline well, you know, to show up yeah i mean in, and i think a large what i'm getting from you and it seems like it's missing from a lot of people's modern day like you know lululemon um <laughs> window uh, display kind of um demonstration is the is the ritual and the philosophy aspects mm. of the practice so many people yeah. like you know okay i can squeeze to handstand now but i'm i still don't feel like anything's changed right. whereas what you're saying is like in a couple of weeks of these little not long practices yeah. you're already feeling something something's happening shifting. something shifting Things begin to shift yeah and they shift in your mind they shift in the way that people look at you the way that people treat you um, the way that you approach life the way mm. that you see things start to shift and that's it's such a beautiful practice um, so we get this um, this discipline from showing up every day but there's no guilt around mm. it so if you miss a day you know, they don't take your uh -uh. yoga mat away or okay. your yoga your card your, your sheeps, your <laughs> and your sheepskin your doesn't, sheep doesn't get confiscated. Okay. No, they just, you get encouraged to, hey, come back to it awesome. when you're ready, you know? Hmm. Now, yeah. one yeah. huge thing that um, we cannot not talk about in Kundalini, and it's another aspect, again, which um, which uh, is so different is, is, is music. Mm -hmm. and mantra i think yeah. you know i think the only other style i'm aware of and it's only the serious ashtangis which get up and recite the whole of patanjali before mm -hmm. they begin their you know surya namaskars yeah. but you guys uh place a huge and you've said it's one of the four aspects but you know yeah. me as a 
Yeah, I mean, you know, me as a Hatha yeah. yogi, we start yeah. off with a little bit of an om and maybe get a shanti in there and maybe a little right. bit of a short thing. But you guys yeah. spend a lot of time, music and mantra is a yeah. large part of, of that. And I, I guess I asked a dumb question. Why? What's wrong with an om? Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's great. Well, what, that's great. That's Nothing's a, wrong I'm, with the om. The I'm, om is I'm great. Being, yeah, I'm being yeah, mean yeah, there, but there's, no, there's clearly there's, there's clearly something in this which you guys found found is an uh, yeah. important part of the practice. Yeah, and we start every practice by tuning in. Hmm. You know, I mentioned earlier the class that I used to go to with my friend Michelle every Tuesday. Um, you know it. We, we started by tuning in to pay attention to how we're doing in our own bodies mm -hmm. and how we're feeling in our mind and our, you know, in our emotional state. Um, but we do a literal tune in as well, vocally. Mm. And we chant, uh, Ong, uh, Namo Gurudev Namo. Mm -hmm. And we chant that at least three times. And, and so it's similar to the Om, but it's Ong instead of okay. Om. And then we, carry it on and that basically connects us to uh yogi bhajan and then the teachers before him mm. um yeah so and it really just establishes that connection to um the you know the golden uh line of teachers that have come before yeah it's it's yeah. passed on it's, pa it's not it's, it's not off you know a kindle book exactly. it's passed off a real breathing Yes. living human soul yes with with karma and all the rest of the and stuff that we bring to the experiences and experiences yeah. and teachings they and embody teachings. the teachings yeah and so we do that um to help us you know tune in and from there the mantras um it's interesting because you know we're meeting here at a at a teacher training mm. and it's been kind of referenced here about how we we want to have a mantra that's constantly playing in our mind mm. so that it keeps us uh, it keeps our mind active mm. it keeps our mind focused mm. instead of having our mind running around on mundane thoughts totally uh, you know for me it's oh what am I going to have for my next meal <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? sounds like you're a bit of a, a bit of a, a food man. Yeah. I'm a foodie. I'm a foodie. Um, yeah, and so when we listen to these mantras, um, we start to get a pattern. And so satnam it means right. uh, you know true identity, mm -hmm. or you know or truth. That's really literally what it means mm. is uh, you know true identity and. When we chant Satnam, it's really, and, or when we greet someone, when we say Satnam, it's really a way of honoring the other person that mm. you see them for who they truly are as a mm. beautiful, another beautiful human being, mm. you know. And so having, you know, a chant like Satnam or Waheguru um, that you mm -hmm. can, you, you do it during your practice. So if you go to a 90-minute kundalini yoga class, you're going to be chanting Satnam most likely and, mm. or Waheguru or, or so, some other mantra. And then you can take that mantra and you just allow it to play on loop so in the, the back of your mind. continues yeah, throughout your day. continues throughout your day. Mm. And that's where the power comes in. That's, you know, 20 times, 22 times more powerful. Yeah. You know. You take, you so. take, it, you take it with you. Exactly. And is the does the music play a part here as well? I mean, yeah, that's so another music, piece. Oh yeah, my I mean teachers are great. So I give a shout out to uh, Guru Jas, and I already mentioned Hari Jivan, but uh, they're um, members of a band called White Sun. White Sun. Uh, yeah. Nice. And they play Kundalini music. Can people find them on the internet? Oh yeah, they're. They can definitely find them on Spotify, They're on Spotify. Apple Music, and yeah, you all told me they've won some Grammy Award. They're Grammy Award winners. <laughs> Grammy now, Award how many winners. yogi? Yeah. I don't know if MC Yogi has he won anything at the Grammys. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. So this sure. is yeah. that's got to be historic. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And so I mean, their music is really powerful. It seems to be a huge part of your practice. I mean, um, it is, yeah. I have my a mantra last box that I travel with, and people oh, yeah. are like, "What's a mantra box?" So it's this little portable speaker that has a, a micro SD memory card that you put in it, <laughs> nice. and it has, and I have all these different um, kundalini yoga songs layered on top of each other with even my own voice 
voice mixed in, chanting, and uh, and gong, like a Kundalini gong, expertly played by Hari Jivan, mm -hmm. and that is constantly playing. I bring it with me whenever I travel, and it's yeah. playing in my room right now. And then I have uh, some at home as well. I have a few in different rooms around my that's house. That's high tech, man. You're, yeah. I mean, uh, that's 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 high tech. Well, it's all about you know having that having that. Um, that loop yeah constantly playing and supporting you and there's something to get to your question about the music there's a reason that we play this music constantly and that they record the music in a certain way where it has energy there's energy mm. in the music mm. and there is um, something in the vibrations of uh, the mantras the music the gong that um, that can rewire mm. the pathways in your brain, the mm. neural uh, networks. And we're really doing Kundalini to increase the neural velocity of the mind. So mm -hmm. I mentioned uh, earlier about, you know, it's really about finding clarity as mm. well. So we want to bring the clarity to the mind so that you can make decisions easier mm. and more quickly because you have that clarity. And the music helps you find that totally any 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 rather many roads roads to rome as we say in, in english but it, you know it sounds like it sounds like the full the full deal i mean modern i can i can begin to understand from listening to you why it's not it's a shame in many ways it's yeah. why it's not you know this is not kundalini at 7 a.m kundalini right. express at lunchtime kundalini right. evening because it's <laughs> There's yeah. um, there's a I wouldn't say it's a big buy-in, but it's there's a there's a big s system here which um, which supports you throughout your practices, which other styles clearly we've jettisoned or let mm. go of. Yeah. Um, and I can see, like you said, you're 22 years versus what was it, one hour? Yeah, one year. <laughs> one year. <laughs> one year versus 22 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pretty amazing difference. Yeah. That's that's. Um, I can see. I mean, you you you're gonna wake up. You got your sadhana practice. Yeah. You you got your class style. You've got your your community with mm -hmm. you. You've got mm -hmm. music at home. Right. You've got your mantra. I mean, it's uh, it it becomes. I can see where this can this can t this can become your life. It, Very difficult, absolutely. as you know, like compared to a. Let's take a vanilla power yogi. So right. what are they it's hard i mean they can they're gonna right. feel stiff yeah uh, yeah they'll bring that home they'll take that tomorrow but they right. don't have they don't have all of the all of that uh fabric to go around yeah. their whole practice yeah, yeah. Good, night, good night guys good night. um yeah absolutely and i i hope that you know that's what people get from mm. um you know kundalini yoga and from listening to this podcast and you know maybe that it'll pique their interest to say yeah maybe i should give it a try and with an open mind um one of my uh another quote from one of my teachers gujas likes to say that you know you should take at least three kundalini classes before you make a decision about mm -hmm. you know you know is this for me or not yeah it should try go three classes. almost anything yeah yeah it, exactly yeah. it could that yeah I believe that holds true for any type of yoga. Take me three chocolate cakes, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, we're talking about food. You, uh, I'll help you eat those chocolate so, cakes. <laughs> so, is to wrap. We're running out of time slowly, yeah. but um, who who is is there a typical Kundalini? Like, do you look at someone on the street and go, "That's a that should be that is a Kundalini personality"? Are there people who 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 are uh, who are, should are, more, uh, shouldn't yeah. be Kundalini people? Are the people, or we, should we all be? Should oh, we all? Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, sure yeah, you're I, loaded I, with this question. But. Yeah, of course. I, you're asking somebody who loves Kundalini yoga and, and has really found a lot of value in it mm. and really jumped in uh, all in, in in a really short period of time. I mm. was doing other styles of yoga. You know, I. I teach yin and restorative and vinyasa and power and i still teach those and mm. i love them um and now i love teaching kundalini yoga as well and i and i think that you know kundalini is for everyone and how have your students <laughs> ad adapted to you suddenly turning up and 
do you teach it in the same places? Um, I teach in um, no, they're different studios different where I studios? teach Kundalini versus where mm -hmm. I teach the Vinyasa, and um, so they don't get confused. Right. So you think? Uh, you know, but I've I've invited um, folks from my Vinyasa classes and my Yin classes to come to my Kundalini classes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and mm -hmm. uh, it's been a really positive response. About a few folks come over, and and actually um, a good friend of mine. We actually used to practice together at the same studio, and then I started teaching at that studio, and um, I taught there recently, and we were talking about Kundalini, and now she loves it. Yeah. And yeah, obviously a good teacher. Oh well, it, I can't take credit for that. She was she didn't take the classes with me. <laughs> I invited her okay. my class, but it was during okay. the, the work hours, okay. and so she didn't come to that. So we went together mm. on a weekend to one of my teachers' classes, Guru Joss. Wow! And she yeah, she loves it, and she actually wants. She's taken. She told me she has taken like three or four classes, and she wants to do the teacher training. Wow! You've sold her. <laughs> wow! Well, it's the technology, and. So I like to think of when I teach Kundalini Yoga, um, I prefer to say that I'm uh, I'm sharing it, you know, mm -hmm. I'm presenting mm -hmm. um, Kundalini Yoga. Mm. I like to present it to people, mm. and then you just you take it in, you know, because it's a it's it's an experience. It's something that you have to experience yourself and just see. Mm does this work for me mm. and then try it three times try it three times and then you make your decision and if you know and if you feel something then yeah keep coming back and and if you don't feel something then that's okay you know maybe you try to find something else that well, that works for you namaste you know? i think yeah. any good yoga style teacher says you know i got i'll give you what i give you but yeah. there's other roads yeah um, absolutely so um we're running out of time um, right. But um, tell us, so what do you, what, where does this road take you? So we're on a yin training right now with yeah. our, with our shared teacher Paul and Susie, teachers Paul and Susie really. Um, yeah. We're both yin teachers, which, which is, which you know I'm passionate about too. But what, so outside, what are you, what are you up to in the next months and years ahead? Where do we find you if people? Uh, yeah. Say I love the sound of this guy. Where do where do I come and see him? <laughs> yeah, because you live you live in L.A. By the yeah, way, if, you, yeah. if that wasn't already a, a draw. Yeah, you know? yeah. Come visit me in Los Angeles, and and even better, it's I live in Venice Beach. You know, so I teach <laughs> on the west side of Los Angeles. You can find me in Venice Beach, Santa Monica. Yeah. And uh, you wanna you wanna you wanna skateboard at the weekends? <laughs> I, I prefer to ride my bike. You're yes, a bike guy. Yeah, okay. I like to ride my bike, and I have a a, a big dog who loves to jog and run i take i exercise him while i'm riding my bike I got he this, just runs along i got this image already yeah, yeah totally it's, it's pretty funny and he's a yeah he's a great dog um yeah so they can yeah come find me in los angeles if you're ever there and then um we I'll can find you, you on social media right uh, yeah you can yeah. find me on the social medias at um a alosser yoga um, so that's A E L A A S A R yeah. Yoga, and I'm on. Um, you'll find me on Instagram. I'm more active on Instagram. I have a Twitter account, but I'm not not so active. No pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah no pictures. It's not so exciting. And then um, Facebook. Yeah, if you find me, you can look look up uh, Ahmed Alasar Yoga. Okay. So A H M. And are you around the world yeah. anywhere outside of L A? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where are you going? Uh, keep your eyes peeled. We talked about Egypt back at the beginning of this podcast. Egypt and, again. Uh, yeah. So you doing, what are you doing in Egypt? 2020 uh, yoga retreat. Nice. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Uh, is it by? Is it near the sea in in middle downtown Cairo? You have. It's gonna be um, either. It's not going to be in downtown Cairo. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's going to be. Uh, m well, you know, it's funny because people want to go to Cairo. They want to see the pyramids, mm, and totally. you know, there's there's something to see there. But for yoga, of course, we want to. I want to get it out into nature. That's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, so many people want to go to Egypt. The food. Oh, the food's um, incredible. The weather, the history, yeah. the culture. Yeah, um, and absolutely. is it that's going to be Kundalini, or are we? Are we decided? You just, I mean, you've got so many styles. Yeah, things I, you could do. Yeah, it's going to be uh, definitely a combination of um, Vinyasa, Yin, and restorative. And 
uh, I'll likely add some Kundalini in there. I mean, Kundalini is my new passion. It's your you new know? thing. Yeah, and mm. so uh, I'm sure I'll be incorporating some of that. And it's really, um, you know, I'm putting putting it all together right now. So there are more details. Well, we to follow. We can we can yeah. find you uh, on online. Yeah, yeah. Facebook. Uh, I'll definitely Facebook and Instagram. I'll be awesome. sharing all that information. And it's yeah, look forward. It's been to my pleasure. Big time. The sun's beginning to set, uh, but it's not set yet. Yeah. And we're still out here in our oh, day garb. It's, it's a beautiful yeah. day. We're surrounded by prayer wheels and lights up bright, clear, cloudless sky. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a good one. Yeah, Ahmed Al Asar, it's been my pleasure. How do we finish this out? And in, in uh, how do we, how do two Kundalini yogis say goodbye to each other? Oh, are yeah, we huggers? Well, are we? Do we, yeah. we mudra people? We're big huggers. We yeah, can hug. Yeah, yeah, we'll hug. Yeah, well, thanks so much, Dougal. It's been such a pleasure to, to chat with you and to share uh, more about Kundalini Yoga. And hopefully I helped uh, bring a little bit of I am, clarity. I am so much <laughs> more educated, less scared. And, yeah, um, yeah I'm, I, I, I keep going back because they're always different. It's yeah. been my pleasure. Take, take care of yourself. Yeah, thank and, you. Uh, you too. And we can close it out with uh, Kundalini Satnam. Satnam. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you. <laughs>